Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Circling the Bases, of baseball podcast from NBC Sports Edge. I am Chris Crawford, and I host this podcast every Thursday morning, and I bring on some smart folks from around the baseball industry to talk all things fantasy baseball and more. Thanks to everyone who's joining us live uh, via YouTube, via Twitch. We really appreciate it. However you're digesting this podcast, we really do appreciate it. It's been a long season, but we've had a blast. Uh, this is... Uh, two podcasts or three podcasts a week for me for a very long time, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, won't dilly-dally anymore. Let me bring on my guest, Mr. Ryan Boyer of NBC Sports Edge. He has been uh, – apparently the company existed before I got there. Um, I, 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 it surprised me too, but he's been, he's been covering fantasy baseball for a long time and does an excellent job of it. Ryan, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, but I was about to bow out when you said you have smart people on the podcast. Yeah. So I assume yeah. that disqualified me. I mean, <laughs> I'll just yeah. it'll be uh, Chris by himself for the next uh, half hour or whatever. Yeah, that's that's what we want is the the, <laughs> the brain power of Chris Crawford for a half an hour. Um, I will say you're the third person to make that reference. The other two, Michael Bauman and David Roth, you're you're in pretty good category. Hey. To, to, to the, the humbled I'll they, take it. Yeah, absolutely. They are very good at what they do. So coming up on the show, we are going to talk about it is that 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 final stretch. You're either in the postseason or just about to be in the postseason. Hopefully, you know, if you've been listening to us, I'm sure you guys are doing very well with your fantasy teams. So we're going to offer some streaming options over the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to recommend a starter for you. But I want to start with the Cardinals because one. Ryan was, some people would say inflicted, but in his case, I would say gifted because the card. Wait, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Oh, please, please continue. <laughs> well, that for those of you who are not uh, enjoying the visual medium, get to know that Ryan is wearing a beautiful St. Louis Cardinals hat, and I will say. That is a, a very fine logo. It is one of the better ones in baseball. I do have to admit that. Even even like yeah, I, even the even the people who hate the Cardinals, and there are plenty of them. Yes, admit yes, that the logo and the uniforms are pretty sharp. Pretty darn sharp. Yeah. Um, but they are speaking of pretty sharp. They are playing at exceptional is an understatement. They have now won as of uh, as of Wednesday evening ten in a row, going for their eleventh win in a row against Milwaukee. I, we didn't see this coming, and I talked to uh, Drew about this when we had our, our St. Louis Pizza podcast is what I'm going to officially refer that as now. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say, I was uh, I should have worn like an emo's uh, 
pizza on my head instead just for you but i didn't know if it would fit, fit the frame oh gosh that 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 fake cheese would have melted all over you and we can't have that we need you we need you to be looking your best for these appearances sir um but just i mean they looked done they they were a team that looked like they had absolutely no shot at the playoffs now they're kind of running away with this second wild card spot i mean as a fan, what has it been like to watch them over these past two, three, or even like the last month, really? I mean, I think, I believe it was Sarah Langs that tweeted maybe last night or the night before about the Fangraphs playoff odds. And they, two weeks ago, they were at like 2.8%. And now it's over 80%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's obviously 10 games in a row. They, and a lot of it against good competition, they deserve. Right credit for that but it's their competitors also kind of falling by the wayside as well yeah the padres are you know we joked on twitter earlier about the their second half pitching uh issues yeah. Yeah. uh jake Arrieta shockingly didn't work out um uh-huh. vince velasquez we can yeah we can see where the where the vince velasquez uh, signing is going to go as well yeah uh, the reds have eight series in a row or something like that that they've lost. Yeah. Um, Phillies are playing better ball, but they were, you know, lost the Orioles a couple nights ago and they're still kind of lingering on the, on the outskirts of the wild card. And I guess they're they're actually closer to the Braves now, I think, than they are the Cardinals, which is kind of strange, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I made anything I tweeted about the Cardinals. I think prior to a couple weeks ago was, mm-hmm. 80% negative at least. Sure. Like I, one of my buddies that I text with often about the, about them, like it's, he said, it's actually fun to, that they're actually fun to watch again, which is, we couldn't say that for a while. Uh, I don't know that if they do manage to sneak into the playoffs, I, I don't know what kind of odds they would have to advance anywhere, but sure. Uh, I mean, I can't complain a team that I figured was dead at the beginning of September. No, absolutely not. Like, it's it's been fun to see. And, I, I, look, I give them a credit for there were some teams who did not try at the deadline. And, look, let's be honest. The Cardinals didn't exactly go all in. But they did make some moves that gave them a chance to be competitors. And they've, they've paid off. Like, John Lester won his 200th game. Seems like he won his 200th game for the Cardinals, to be honest with you, with how many games in a row they've won. But I give them a ton of credit for not going into, I mean, they certainly, Atlanta and St. Louis were the two teams that, like, made moves to try to make themselves at least a little sure. bit better. And it's working out for them. And it is fun to see in this era where, look, and I'm a prospect guy. I get the benefit of rebuilding and all of that stuff. But it's fun to see teams try. Um, one of the players that has been a huge part of this and really – I think you could argue this guy is the MVP of the team, Tyler O'Neill. And O'Neill is now hitting 280, 352, 531. He has 28 homers. He's stolen 13 bases. Has struck out 157 times. So I have to ask, like Tyler O'Neill, it's pretty clear he's a solid play for the rest of the year. But what do you think of his fantasy prospectus for the 2022 season? Uh. I'm fairly bullish. Um, he has managed to avoid, for the most part, um, 
the peaks and valleys that you would expect a guy to have that has the swing and miss that he does. Sure. Um, the benefit benefit when a guy does swing and miss that much is that well shouldn't work it that way to offset the swing and miss so much he just hits the ball so hard when he actually yeah. makes contact sure uh, and even though his strikeout rate is up his chase rate out of the zone is actually down a bit um and he's just like he's doing really everything really well right now mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, i, I want to say but it probably a stat from a couple months ago because I think Acuna was still like technically qualified among the qualifiers. But I believe Acuna and Fernando Tatis and Tyler O'Neill are the only three players in baseball at this time. I saw the stat that were in the 97th percentile, both in hard hit rate and sprint speed. Wow. Which is a pretty good company to, to be in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, Tyler O'Neill is a, as a Mariners fan yourself, that that's a deal that actually, I think actually worked out pretty well for both teams. Yeah. Uh, Before this season, I would have said the Mariners got the better side of it. Uh, Right. But yeah, I mean, O'Neill's playing great defense. He's a great base runner, uh, just doing everything really well right now. And, and he's done this in, I want to say, has he had three trips to the injured list? At least two. I know. Right. Uh, he's he's missed the equivalent, I think, of like six weeks or so. And he's got a shot to hit 30 home runs and steal 15 plus bases still. So, um, and the sprint speed will tell you, um, I think he's got a pretty decent chance of stealing double digit bases again if he can just stay reasonably healthy. And the, the raw power is obviously there. So, yeah. I, I don't know that his average uh, will come back. It wouldn't shock me if he hit 250 next year, but I think the power and a uh, decent amount of speed as far as stolen bases go is probably here to stay. Yeah. If you would have asked me this question a month and a half ago or something like that, I would have been pretty wary just because I've seen so many moments of good and equal moments of bad from Tyler O'Neill. but this is now a full season of work and it was never a question of talent with Tyler O'Neill. I do think you're always going to have to be cognizant of injuries with him, partly because of just how he's built. I mean, this is a guy sure. who is just, I mean, he's a, he's a fire hydrant. He is. He. Uh, I would guess middle linebacker before I guess middle uh, left fielder. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm going to get Tyler O'Neill. I, I. I do agree with you about the average category. I can't see 280 again. I mean, I hope I'm wrong because I don't like. I like rooting for good players, but I do think he's closer to that 250, 260, maybe even in that 240 range. But I think he's going to provide enough power and steal enough bases to be fantasy relevant. A guy who has been. More than fantasy relevant in the past, Jack Flaherty is coming back on Friday. Uh, He will be making his start. It looks like it's going to be a pretty short one. It probably would be a short one anyway because I believe Friday is a doubleheader for the Cardinals. If if I'm wrong there. Okay, so yeah, it would have been at most you were looking at seven innings, and that's certainly not going to happen. But if you're a team in this postseason stretch, and this will kind of lead into our topic uh, for the second half of the show, how confident are you in starting Jack Flaherty on Friday and then going forward for the rest of the regular season as well? Uh, he's a definite bench for me on Friday. Um, Mike Schilt kind of left it up in the air as to, as far as his you know, potential workload goes, but I think he only threw like a 15 pitch uh, live BP session or simulated game or whatever they wanted to call it. 
uh, yesterday, and then they were just making sure he felt okay today before they officially named him the the starter for I think the second game on Friday. So I'm not expecting more than a couple innings um, on Friday. Uh, maybe that sets him up for it, at most five innings next week. I, I think he's his days uh, is being fantasy relevant for the 2021 season are probably over. Right. I know they've talked about maybe a potential piggyback situation with him and Dakota Hudson. Uh, Hudson is a little more stretched out. Yeah, I think he went five innings in his last rehab start. Um, and it sounds like they might bring him back and have him follow Flaherty. I'd probably be more interested in Hudson, even though he's not nearly as uh, gifted as far as strikeouts, certainly. But he pitched pretty well in his rehab assignment. Um, I think he's a guy who could potentially uh, outperform his peripherals, which he's typically done because the car's defense is so good. He gets so many ground balls, so he can overcome that uh, lack of swing and miss stuff. Um, so Flaherty, great for the Cardinals to get him back in any capacity, obviously, but I'm not really counting on much, if any, fantasy value for the rest of 2021. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, it does lead me, okay, I'm going to make you give me um, a three-word answer for, for two questions. The first question is, Dodgers or Giants, which team would you rather play? And two, if you are Mike Schilt, and you're not, um, last time I checked, but if you are, um, who are you starting for that game? If, if everybody's healthy, if everybody is ready to go, and let's assume Jack Flaherty is stretched out just enough, who are you starting in that game? I'll answer your second, the second part first. I'm, I'm starting Wayne Wright. Okay. Um, I think you have to. He's, you know, uh, you can point to the schedule a little bit. He's faced the Pirates, I think, like four or five times in the second half and given up like one run total. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's just been insane against them. But he's pitched well against against good teams, too. He's like, he's really as sharp as like he's ever been. Uh, you know, he turned 40 just a couple of weeks ago and, and he's, Pitching deep into games, he's just – the breaking ball is, looks as good as it ever has. He tops out at 90-91, if that, right now. But the command is just uh, as good as it gets right now. Um, and maybe they can get some good innings from Flaherty down the stretch and uh, into the postseason, hopefully, if they advance. But I, I don't – it would be asking a lot, I think, to throw him up against a Max Scherzer or – Walker Bueller, or even a Kevin Gossman, um, in a in a do or die scenario. So I th- I think you have to go Wainwright in that situation. Um, first part of your question, you know, there's the the debate. I guess uh, do you want to face the team you the team lesser team you think uh, of the two in a wild card, or do you want to? say, well, uh, we could probably have a better chance of beating this team in a longer series. Sure. But I, I think you would probably lean towards um, just facing the lesser team and even a, in a one-game plan. And even though they're leading the division, I think that's the Giants probably. Right. And out of those three pitchers that I just mentioned, uh, you know, Gossman struggled last night. He's had a couple starts recently that weren't so great. Um he can he can has a tendency to get that splitter up every now and then for a, sure. a start, and if he yeah. does, he's he can he's had home run issues throughout his career. So, you know, maybe you can run into a couple three run home runs um, 
and that's you got a much better chance of doing that against Kevin Gossman, I think, than Max Scherzer or Walker Bueller. Who would you start, by the way? I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Who would you start out of Mad Max and uh, Bueller if you're the Giant or the, if you're the Dodgers in a one-game playoff? I gotta go, Scherzer. Like, like I, I yeah. think he's just been pitching so well, and like as good as Walker Bueller is, and there are so mm-hmm. many good options here. Like, I I would go with Max Scherzer, and I think that that you're kind of like both teams are tough. Somebody posted a very funny uh, GIF uh, the other day referencing the Simpsons, where they had uh, Bart running down the boat and saw the the electric eels were the Dodgers and the alligator was I the saw Giants, that. or right, vice yeah. versa. But that's that's basically what you're asking for. But the answer to the question is the Arizona Diamondbacks. The team that you want to play <laughs> is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, before we get into the second half of our show, very awesome offer for you guys. Uh, use promo code BASIS10 for 10% off any premium subscription for NBC Sports Edge Plus. Now, it can be used either monthly, you can use it yearly, and you can use it for any tier. And not only do you get access to the baseball season tools, and they're still super valuable over these final few weeks, but your subscription also covers the NBA, that's coming up, the NHL, that's also coming up, go Kraken, the NFL, season's going on now, you know you need those season tools for your fantasy football team. It's a great value if you can play baseball or if you have your hand in all sports. So remember, it's promo code BASES10, and you can go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash premium to get started. Ryan, are you a fantasy football guy? Have you been uh, messing with that? or uh, You know, not nearly as much as I used to be. I, when I first started it, uh, what was Road of World at the time? Now, now <laughs> NBC Sports Edge. Yes. Uh, I did football as well, and nice. I was very, very much into it then. Uh, did it at other fantasy sports companies as well, but I'm in one league this year, and my draft prep started uh, 30 minutes before the draft. So, <laughs> and I'm 0 and 2. In spite of having your boy uh, Russell uh, Wilson as my quarterback. So sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. he's been good. I, I, I will say this: like, it looked like he was going to have a much bigger game in the in the second half against the Titans. It uh, outside yeah. of the long touchdown pass that there, not a lot happened there. Um, I owe Derrick Henry a, a large steak dinner because <laughs> without that game, and it hurt my Seahawks, unfortunately, um, I am one and one, but uh, Derrick Henry decided that, like, he is, I, I, I'm sorry to go on a football tangent here for a second, but please, he, he might be my favorite player to watch right now because to be that big and that strong and to run that fast, like he ran through oh, and passed the Seahawks safeties on that 60 yard touchdown while being built like an edge darn rusher. That's insane. I think he might be my favorite player to watch right now. He's like a, a taller, faster Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he can exactly. just plow people over and well, who was it? Who was the other Alabama running back that was on there with that Derrick Henry, the same at the same uh, time, Alabama. Damian Harris, I think maybe was the guy. Then they've they've had so many flipping running backs, yeah. like like Mark Ingram and, and all of these guys. It's <laughs> Alabama's not Trent, Trent Richardson. Oh yeah, Trent Richardson. Yeah, oh, yeah so, he hasn't he didn't work out at the in the pro so so well, but he's a, he's a monster in the yeah. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. I can remember wasting a very high draft pick on him not all oh, yeah. that long ago. So let's get back to baseball and let's oh, talk yeah, about some. Oh yeah, baseball. Um, let's talk about some streaming options for the week. And you know, this is for us. We we're not considering like it's it's pretty obvious that you're starting a, a an ace in these type of situations. But we know a lot of you. You know, you need that starting pitching help. You're you're taking risks you're going for moonshots and so you're looking we're going to give you an option to start on thursday friday saturday and sunday and hopefully help you win a chip um ryan on thursday looking at this and i will say the schedule is kind of uh, a nice one for people who need streamer help because there are some friendly matchups of teams that are still in it which which certainly helps and then there's also a, a nice mix of where you don't have too many teams that are uh, like going for it, going against each other, which is kind of nice for fantasy because um, you're going to get somebody who picks up an L in that situation and you don't want that. But on Thursday, looking at these matchups, who's the streamer that you're looking at? Yeah, Thursday was actually the day out of the four that I I didn't love many yeah. of the options. I considered – I thought about Glenn Otto. Uh, he pitched really well in his, his debut, but he's mm-hmm. he's has not been great. Um, his last two times out, he's facing the Orioles. Wouldn't surprise me if he was had a nice start, but I'm going to somewhat reluctantly go with Alex Cobb, even though he's facing the Astros. Um, he was really good in his first start back from the right. from the injured list. He, he tossed uh, five shutout innings against another good lineup in the with the White Sox. Um, I believe four starts in July before before he came back from the injured list. He gave up uh, no more than one earned run in any of those starts. Um, he's generally pitched pretty well most of the season, but he's just had uh, injuries here and there that have kind of made him start and stop. But uh, overall, a pretty good, decent uh, year for Alex Cobb. I'm generally not in the business of recommending streamers against the Astros if, if they don't have the the best lineup against ba- in baseball against righties, it's it's certainly up there. It, right. It's a little a little uh, less than full strength. My, Michael Brantley is uh, on the IL right now, but in a day, for a day that doesn't have a ton of great options, I think Alex Cobb is probably my favorite fairly low owned guy to stream. Yeah, absolutely. That's who I went with as well. Uh, currently rostered in, and this is where I do I do do some show prep. Uh, just seventeen percent of league, so you're going to be able to get him if you want him. Assuming you're not one of those guys, and I'll say this: the Astros have scored so many runs in these last few games that might be a team that's due for a little bit of regression. But I I, I went with Cobb as well, just because. It's not a great slate. I also kind of considered Madison Bumgarner against the Braves a little bit, but I just can't do it. I, I'd rather have Cobb. I'm probably going to get five innings of two to three run baseball, maybe a chance at a win. You're kind of maybe hoping that the Astros score a bunch of runs again uh, last night if you're listening to this show on Thursday. But it is not a great day for streaming options. If you have guys that are you know, people who you've relied on, for those days, maybe stick with them because I just don't think uh, Alex Cobb is kind of like a, a real shot in the dark because of how good that Houston lineup is. Uh, Friday, uh, who is your pick for Friday to stream, Ryan? Well, I'm generally not uh, a guy who wants to recommend Angel starters typically, unless their name is Shohei Otani. <laughs> right. But I'm actually going to go with another one with Jose Suarez. Mm. Um, he is going up against your Mariners. That's right. Uh, 
the Mariners in WOBA ranked 27th in baseball against lefties. So, and Suarez has also been pitching really well of late. Uh, 2.21 ERA in three September starts. He actually had a complete game earlier this uh, earlier this month. I, th- I think he had never even gone six innings in a start before in his that's, career. And then, he, right. and then he almost not only had a complete game, but I think he was one out away from a shutout against right. the, the Rangers. Um, so good matchup for him. Uh, he misses a decent number of bats. Uh, I, I think Suarez, if you're kind of in a pinch, uh, he's a, he's a guy I would consider streaming. Yeah, I considered him as well. The guy I'm actually going to go with, and it's uh, a little risky because he's coming off a horrible start, but I'm going to go with Carlos Hernandez against the Tigers. Um, Part of it is because he's been so good prior to that start. Um, In his previous outing, he threw six innings of shutout baseball, allowed just two runs against a very good White Sox lineup start before that, didn't give up any earned runs, and gave up one run against the Cubs and I, he got hit hard and get really struggled with his command in his last start against the A's, but he's been a solid option this year, a 3.90 ERA. And a lot of that is due to that bad start that he had against the A's. I, I mean, the Tigers lineup to me is very beatable still. It, it's amazing to me that the Tigers are only four games under 500, which just speaks to how awful the AL Central really is outside <laughs> of the, uh, outside of the White Sox. But yeah, I think he's a, a, it's, a, a, again, a little bit of risky one because you're not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but he initiates pretty good weak contact, um, six and two record on the year. You know, that's the partially based on some some luck as all win and loss record is, but he's pitched pretty darn well. And I'm willing to give him another shot against a Detroit lineup that I just cannot believe in. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Saturday. I'm, oh, I'm, go ahead. I'm with, I was just going to say I'm with you on on Hernandez. I, I, I might worry a little bit about him tiring down at this point just because he yeah, pitched in point. pitched in relief uh, for a large chunk of the season and obviously he didn't log many innings last year could be tiring out a little bit but um, you know he's a guy who throws hard doesn't doesn't miss a ton of bats for a hard thrower but no against I'm, I'm with you against that Tigers lineup I think he's uh, worth a dart throw absolutely and I would say this too just going into 2022 I think we see a lot of these guys, we kind of saw it with Dustin May a little bit, where they, they struggle to finish off hitters. I think Hernandez has the stuff to someday be a quality strikeout guy. He's definitely yep. somebody I'm looking to target in the late rounds uh, in 2022. Uh, but we still have got some baseball left in 2021. Saturday, who is your streaming option for Saturday, Mr. Boyer? Well, I'm going to go with the revenge game narrative. John Lester, back in his nice. old... <laughs> stopping grounds at Wrigley Field. That's right. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. I Giving up Lane Thomas, who's actually been really good for the Nationals, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I did not expect anything out of John Lester. I, they, they needed people to log innings. Um, he has done that and then some, certainly. Oh, yeah. 2.27 ERA over his last six starts. He's topping out at around like 88 miles an hour these days. Uh, he's changed up his pick, pitch mix a little bit. Um, Yachty has got him throwing his changeup a lot more. He's not throwing nearly as many cutters. Um, more more changeups and sinkers are kind of his MO. It's, it makes his uh, strikeout rate, which was already not great the last couple of years, just non-existent at this point. But yeah. 
it's also result resulting in some uh, lesser contact and he's doing better with his command. So, you know, with apologies to the Frank Schwindels and the Rafael yes. Ortegas or who are carrying <laughs> the Cubs offense right now, I, I, that, right. I think that's a very gettable uh, opponent for Lester. Um, and he also, this is a anecdotal thing that you obviously can't prove, but I think he seems like the kind of guy who would probably have some extra juices going against his, his former team, especially since they in effect chose Arietta over him when they gave Arietta that one-year deal instead of uh, giving Lester a similar one-year contract. Um, maybe that kind of sticks in his craw a little bit. Um, but I think uh, Adrian Sampson is going for the Cubs against yeah. – uh, he's actually pitched pretty decently, but sure, I, I believe the name on his birth certificate still says Adrian Sampson. So <laughs> I, I, I would think that Lester has a pretty decent chance of picking up a win on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's very easy to see six and three from John Lester from that start, and it's sure. not it's not the most uh, exciting thing, but it's a quality start. It helps you in that league. Um, I will say I do know that John Lester is at least a little competitive because most people dunk on me in Twitter. John Lester dunked on me in real life in a summer league game when I was a junior in high school. John Lester, very athletic dude, and dunked oh. on your boy Christopher wow. Cromwell. Well, he That's was right. He is a. He's a Bellarmine prep guy, and I was yeah. He was a the, yeah. Pacific Pacific Northwest guy. I forgot about that. Uh, we came within about forty five minutes of becoming high school teammates, but as I was driving up to Bellarmine prep, I realized, oh crap, I would have to make new friends. So I ended up going to the local high school. <laughs> but it would have been it would have been uh, fun to uh, been called uh, calling John Lester a teammate rather than getting dunked on by him. Uh, my option, and it's a risky one, but we've, we've got to take some shots here. I'm going Nestor Cortez against the Red Sox. Look, I, I, he was not great in his last start, again, similar to Carlos uh, Carlos Hernandez, but did strike out seven over his four to third innings. Struck out 11 against the Orioles. I know it's the Orioles and it doesn't count, but like he is missing bats and he has been a solid option for the Yankees for most of the season. Has allowed no more than three runs in any appearance since August 15th. And I do think that Red Sox lineup can give you some strikeouts. Uh, the left side being a left-hander doesn't hurt in this situation. It is very risky. And the fact that I am recommending Nestor Cortez on as we're recording at 4:30 p.m. Pacific time <laughs> on September 22nd, 2021, is something I would have never predicted. But I do think Nestor Cortez has a chance to be a helper for you. I actually don't think it's super risky recommending him. Um, mm. Certainly not as risky as recommending John Lester. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> plus that plus that that mustache that Cortez has oh, going. So I mean, you gotta you gotta. You got to stream him just for that. Yeah, it's I, I, I feel like it. Well, that's right. One of and I think his last start was actually. I know the final line wasn't great, but I feel like he was pitching well before, like one bad inning kind of did him in. Right. And as he, as you mentioned, the start before that, he had had eleven strikeouts. Guy who gives you a lot of different looks, different. Uh, he's a, he's a junk baller. Let's be honest, but yeah. He's a guy that's it's certainly worked for him. And like you said, he's been missing a lot of bats of late. I, I like that call. Yeah, it's so weird to me, though, because like 
I watched Nestor Cortez pitch when he was with Seattle. Bend. It was. I think he came to Seattle from the Yankees, and it's just like seeing this guy as a like a guy that I think they are going to have to start if they make the postseason. A guy that I think they're going to have to start in one of these games. I mean, is just insane to me. But we'll close out with Sunday. Um, some interesting options for Sunday, I think. But Ryan, if you had to pick one player to pitch in this game, who are you going with? I should add a caveat up front. I, I'm not positive if they've officially said he's starting Sunday, but I believe the Rays are leaning towards giving Shane Boz another start on Sunday. Um, I know you, being Mr. Prospect, you're very <laughs> familiar with him. Yeah. Uh, Pirates fans, cover your ears, cover your eyes. We're going to talk about another <laughs> – Part of that dreaded. Trade that just keeps on giving. Yes, and Austin Meadows hit one about 800 feet today. By the way, <laughs> yeah. And Chris Archer's back with the Rays again now. Just as an as an aside, but yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Shane Boz was great in his debut on Monday um, against a really good Blue Jays lineup. Uh, he did give up a couple solo home runs, but that's the only two hits he gave up. And I don't know if you saw the. It live or the highlights, but one of the home runs to Tasker Hernandez, I'm not even sure how he hit that pitch, but much either. less hit it out of the park. So I'm not even going to hang that one on Boz at all. <laughs> uh, you know, he's touching almost 100 miles an hour with his fastball. He got hit 15 whiffs on his 65 pitches, uh, 10 of those on his slider, and he gets to go up against uh, the Marlins. Yeah. And, you know, the Marlins have – have added some interesting guys recently to that lineup. Uh, Brian De La Cruz is playing really well. Jesus Sanchez is hitting everything really far. They have a couple of interesting bats, but obviously that's still a very gettable lineup. I mean, yes. if, if you can hold the Blue Jays to uh, two hits over five innings and pick up, uh, I believe, five strikeouts, no walks, I think you have a, a good chance of doing even better against the Marlins. And also a good thing for him, uh, Sandy Alcantara is not projected to pitch Sunday, and that's basically the Marlins' only chance at a win every five days. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if Boz can go five innings again, which it only took him 65 pitches to go five innings um, in his first outing, uh, there's some risk there because uh, – they're obviously not going to have a very long leash on him. Uh, but the odds of him going a solid five innings again and picking up a win against the Marlins, I think, are pretty high. Yeah, I Boz is my uh, call right now. And right now he is penciled in to be that starter. Just keep in mind with the Rays, lots of things can happen. But if he is that guy, I couldn't have been more impressed with that start. Like To go up against that lineup and to basically – dominate outside of two solo home runs and you bring up a great point about the Teoscar Hernandez by the way I hope we don't underrate Teoscar Hernandez again going into 2022 <laughs> like we were I get that we were a little wary about how much the, the 60 season uh 60 game season mattered with him but there was never a question of talent with Teoscar Hernandez and boy oh boy is he applying it but like to do what he did against that lineup and showing that kind of stuff by the way I think that the fact that they uh they made a roster move with Chris Archer to get Shane Baz onto the roster was That's just right. a little bit of uh, 
the uh, the 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 chef's kiss a little bit uh, on that move. But I really like him. Um, I will say this as well, real quick, just with Carlos Hernandez. Uh, there was some rain out stuff that happened uh, today. The bad, bad weather. So Carlos Hernandez's start might get pushed back. So, so just something to be wary of if you are someone who is silly and just takes everything I say as uh, as gospel for some reason. Do maybe take a look to see um, what was going on. If not, Jose Suarez is a very good option for that game. Don't have to worry about rainouts with that series. I'll tell you that much. Um, we agree yeah, on Boz, though. That's that's for sure. The, the yeah. only thing more impressive, I think, maybe than Boz's performance was how jacked his dad is. <laughs> yeah. He showed many times on camera. Oh my I mean, are we gonna? He's. I don't know if he's a first ballot Jack Dad Hall of Famer as far as baseball players go. Marcus Stroman's dad is oh very very much is very yeah. very much Jack Tyler O'Neill's his dad is a say, former Mister Canada. Let's have O'Neill and Baz is uh, yeah. dad. That's, that'd be a fun World Series matchup to see if we could get uh, get Baz and O'Neill's dad to uh, <laughs> first uh, first to ma- sit next to each other and then to sign up for a have peacock, him do uh, have him do have him do curls throughout the throughout <laughs> the start and whichever one keels over first, the, the other one's the winner. <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, promote your stuff. Like what, what's going on with you at NBC, uh, sports, uh, edge right now? Well, um, every Monday I have my weekly article, uh, five by five fines. Basically I'm just picking uh, a player at each, uh, five by five roto category who can maybe give you a little boost on the stretch. It, it's, it's a little bit different now that obviously we're going into the final week here. Um, you're probably looking more for counting stats. It's, it's pretty hard to make up ground with your, with your rate stats at this late stage of the season, but sure. still could be some, uh, some interesting, uh, gets for that. Um, other than that, you know, just look at my, uh, my Twitter feed. I'm sure I'll be, uh, complaining about the Cardinals getting swept <laughs> by the Cubs this, this weekend, you know, um, that would be on. Un- Believable, like to do that, and like then the Padres are somebody to sweep their other team and to make this all because of. I, I will say this too: the Cubs are one of those teams right now that should be like, did we really screw up? Because I think if they would have kept that roster going right now, they absolutely could have. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, they were. Uh, I have to check this. Go back to the to the actual date, but I feel like they were. If not ahead of the Cardinals at the trade deadline, they're roughly close. Very close, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I get it. Like, I, look, you were going to lose Chris Bryant for sure. a draft pick, and you were going to lose Anthony Rizzo for nothing and that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. I can't help but think that this team would absolutely be in wild card contention if not. So shaming a team is a great way to end this show. Uh, Again, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan P. Boyer, and you can follow me at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Stay tuned tomorrow as DJ and Drew will have a live show at 9 Eastern on Thursday. They'll try to match the magic of the show. Absolutely no chance. Thanks again for listening. If you have a chance to rate the show, we'd really appreciate it. Five stars is actually the only number that you can hit now. There's no other numbers. <laughs> they got rid of one through four and six through 10. It's just five. So you might as well just hit the five stars. Again, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for viewing. If you joined us live, stay safe and we'll see you soon.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.